welcome to another episode of Talking Shift. This podcast is a place for people to acquire knowledge of spirituality, or as I like to call it, our evolution. We talk about everything from spirits, psychics, the Galactic Federation, the Intergalactic Federation, channeling, spirituality, like all the things, starseeds, earth angels, healing, but my favorite, the ups and downs of being in these damn meat suits. Some of the shows you're going to be stuck with me, Diamond, as your host, and other various healers and wisdom sharers as we connect and we chat about our journeys, our experiences, and many discoveries we've had moving through our human and spiritual lives. We'll share some practices, tools that we've learned to help you shift your reality. We're all in this together, right? I would love for you to join us on our journey as we share and connect with others and create a space of acceptance and empowerment. We are brave, we are bold, we are raw, and we are very real. We'd love for you to join the conversation. Feel free to reach out at our email, reachout at diamondno.com or connect with us on our socials. TikTok is diamond.no and Facebook and Instagram are both diamondno, N-O as in nope. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Welcome to another episode of Talking Shift with your host, Diamond No. That's me, gang. Today, you're just stuck with me. I wanted to share some of my journey, specifically the dark night of the soul phase, um, because I know how rotten (laughs) that one is to go through. And I thought I would shed some light on what I see with my clients, um, my own heavy, heavy, heavy one. And just hopefully it resonates and helps you feel like right? Fuck, I can do this, man. Um, Okay. So like I shared in my last podcast, I was born just, we're all connected, but like um, telepathically, I guess would be the word connected. So I've always been able to talk to my spirit guides, um, Max being my predominant, and then this gold energy being the second predominant energy. They've always just been there chattering away in my head. I used to think I was crazy. I remember shutting it down drastically in my teens. Fun thing happened then actually, that is pretty funny to share. Um, My parents decided that they were going to try to be Jehovah's Witnesses. Now I have no judgment against any faith. I think they're all beautiful in their own unique way, but this did some fucking damage on my psyche, man, because there was a lot of conversations about demons and Satan prowling around and you know, always having Max and the gold energy with me, I started to question a lot, like, oh my God, am I possessed? Like, am I crazy? Um, A lot of fear. And then the one thing that I discovered in that phase was spirit, ghosts, they will always represent the state that you were in. That was a really hard lesson to go through. We lived in a house that was previously a morgue way back um, and then had been converted into a home. So put my fucking psychic ass in there with everything else. It was a great time, let me tell you. Um, A lot of activity. And this is when I discovered, all right, they're going to reflect exactly what I am. And it took me about three years to get a handle on it. I was terrified because of the religious upbringing, because of all the talk of like all the negative stuff. And I mean, it's just really triggering your ego into survival mode, this faith. And that's all I'll say about it. I have some real strong opinions, but they don't need to be on here. Um, But yeah, it was having spirit take the blankets off my bed at night or 
you know, a hand grabbing my hand when I would reach around to turn the light switch on in my bedroom, like crazy, stupid, uncomfortable stuff. And then once I discovered while going through that journey, uh, that they would only reflect my state. So I started moving from fear and then I tried the whole like love and light and blessed be thing that I was still terrified. So then it, I turned it into curiosity and I turned it into playfulness. And then from there, I turned it into, these are my rules. And then I turned it into acceptance. And so by the time I was about 16, 17, um, finally had a good handle on that and made life a lot easier. So that piece is just everything you endure that you go through individually is often part of your evolution. Well, obviously it's part of your evolution, but it's what you endure is what you're meant to bring to the world, that awareness, that transition, that energy. So I found that really helpful. So play around with that if you've got some stuff going on, but also please remember that everything that you personally are going through or have gone through has a purpose for you, 100%. So let's get back to the awakening the grand old awakening of diamonds burning, like my God. All right. So there's some stages that I want to share and I'll thread my story into it. And then I want to talk about the dark night of the soul because that's a big piece of it. So these stages that I'm going to share with you. Now I've been teaching this for 23 years now, um, professionally teaching this for 23 years. And I've evolved a lot with it. Let me tell you. And I see this across the board with my clients and my own journey. So they're not in any particular order. They're different for all of us. The first part before the dark night of the soul are kind of clumped together. Um, you can have them all at once in different phases, different times. And then once you hit the dark night of the soul, you'll flip. And again, that chunk afterwards can come at your own rate about whatever's right for your own evolution. So there's no absolute way to do this. And you may skip one or two. So the first thing that I always see when people are becoming, that are really stepping into the awakening process First, it's going to be 1111. Oh my God, I see 1111. And oh, I saw 44 today. And it's all this like obsession with like, oh, I have angels. I've got a team with me. This is so great. 1111. Oh, I got a sign. And then you start manifesting signs. There's nothing wrong with that phase. It's gorgeous. And that's confirmation of your alignment. It's our egos. We need confirmation to continue the evolution. So it's a beautiful, like, universal reflection the universe that's within you reflecting back to you that you are aligning so it's absolutely stunning i love it and then we get connected into our angels so we start to some people really dive in and really get to know the archangels um their own personal angel system and then above that is your spirit guides so we start to connect into that above your spirit guides is your ascended masters and then above that is your star seed energy um so i'll see that and then the next phase after that is becoming a powerful manifester. So starting to really realize how the law of attraction, and it's a bit obsessive, where you're like, oh my God, I can manifest things. With this phase, before the dark night of the soul, using the law of attraction doesn't always work because you're still in trying. And if you are trying, that's what's radiating into your vortex, your vortex being your electromagnetic field, your aura, to me, I just call it your vortex. It's the same thing. So whatever energy is radiating into that vortex is what you're going to have reciprocated back to you. So as people become, become powerful manifestors and they start seeing they can manifest signs, 
and little things in their life and change in their life. I would say 80% of people in this phase are like, I'm going to manifest the lottery and become obsessed with manifesting the lottery. And they go through the whole, this is the car I'm going to get. This is the property I'm going to buy. This is what I'm going to do with the money. And this is who's going to get some of it. You start sharing it with your friends and you're like, just, it's this excitable, euphoric, energetic high. It's such a cool phase. After that, you drop the lottery thing. It's like, okay, I've got this. I'm going to move into love and light now. And love and light, I'll do a whole other podcast on that. But it is not just love and light, my darlings. Love and light is a piece of you as well as your shadow self. And we go through this love and light phase in an attempt to bring change and love and ease to the planet because we have really compassionate hearts. It's our biggest gift and our biggest downfall is compassion. So we use our love and light and we start spreading it everywhere. And if someone's not feeling, we're like, oh, love and light. And then we start looking at the people that are making choices in our mind that aren't the right choices. And we're like, just send them love and light. And we start navigating. And the truth of that, which I teach in my course, Moving from Survive to Thrive, how to really thrive on this planet. The truth in being all love and light is you are actually in judgment that they need you. They need your love and light. You're in judgment. You could say, well, they're not well. They've got this, they've got that. I just have this big heart. No, they're in their own phase of their evolution. And the universal law of divine oneness, you're not using that. If you think you have to send love and light to something, you're not in acceptance of the thing. That's a whole other lesson. All right, so that's a phase. Then comes the motherfucking dark night of the soul. Holy crapshoot. This one can be on and off for several years, or you can go right into it, like heavy ass into it, like I did. And it can last, it's different for all of us. Some people, a couple months. For me, I would say probably pretty close to two years. Um, In this phase, I ended up in a very narcissistic relationship, which side note, those of you with massive purpose on this planet, you're going to have a narcissist in your life right before it happens. It's like the ultimate evolution. It's not a test. It's an opportunity to evolve through the contrast of what humanity is, to understand the depths of humanity. Also, narcissism generally can sometimes be a lower vibration entity, like reptilian bloodline, purposely trying to come in and stop you from purpose. Like our planet is ruled by a very heavy energy. And that's not always the way it's going to be, but it just is what it is right now. Again, that's a whole other different podcast. If you want to hear that, let me know. Um, But it's, you can have a low entity come in to prevent you from fully blossoming into your purpose or your light. You will navigate through it. Some of us get stuck there for a really long time. I had um, some very, like in my home growing up, I had two narcissists, um, real horrible, but anyway. And then I ended up in the dark night of my soul dating one and moving in with this individual. And so that was hard on its own. And on top of that, it was the 
heaviest energy I've ever experienced just in my own way. I ended up becoming very, very ill and having to leave work. I ended up, like I was in the corporate world for a long time. Um, I did some work with celebrities. I did some business development. I did um, all kinds of interesting things. And then I had some other neat jobs working as like stirring the pot for big corporate companies, um, pretending to be, you know, in a higher management position or whatever. So I ended up having to walk away from that whole corporate career and take some time and ended up moving a drastic move to someone somewhere that suited my energy a little bit more away from the city and into the country. And I can remember the turning point of my dark night of the soul. So for weeks, I would send my kids off to school and I would climb back into bed and I would just sleep, like ultimately depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed. I couldn't figure it out. I kept trying to launch my soul purpose on the level that I wanted it, not in what I was doing. I've been teaching what I've been teaching for a long, long time, but I wanted it to be bigger and bolder in the world. And so I was really trying to push that out, pushing, trying, striving, therefore it's not going to happen. Didn't know that at the time. So it, I kept getting roadblocks and roadblocks and roadblocks. And then I would just go back into bed and cry and fantasize, legit fantasize about not being in my body anymore. I would fantasize about suicide. I would daydream and enjoy that the opportunity of leaving within my mind. Was never going to act. And I wasn't at the point where there was the intention of doing it, just fantasizing about it. And then it got heavier and heavier. And this was my turning point. One day the house was empty. Everybody had gone off to school work. And I was pacing around the house. And at this point, the depression I had gained, I hadn't totally fallen in love with my body yet. So there's some extra weight on my body that I was fat shaming. There was some division happening with my family. I was just diagnosed with um, some very life-threatening disorders. I cancer and I hadn't had the opportunity to tell my family that I had cancer yet. And I had my mom walk out on me again. My mom would come in my life and run, run away and back and forth my whole life. So she ran away again, um, lost other family members because of that. And here I am with my children going through their own massive challenges. This narcissistic asshole I was dating in the darkest, darkest night of my life, the darkest point of my darkest night of the soul. And I'm pacing and I'm looking at my body and that was what triggered it. And I went upstairs and I started bawling all the way up the stairs. I couldn't control the tears. Just sobbing, heaving so loud. It was just echoing through the house. Got into my bedroom. And by the time I made it to the edge of my bed, I fell to my knees, put my hands in prayer pose, and prayed to God. I sat and I prayed to God. I prayed to Jehovah. I prayed to Allah. I prayed to God. I prayed to Jesus. I prayed to every possible version of God that I could figure out. And I don't believe in that. I believe in the science behind spirituality. So it was a low for me. Not that the act of prayer is low. It's very similar to meditation, 
but the desperation for help, for change, for support. Like the, the, my hands or my face in my hands, bawling my eyes out, praying for help. Of course, nothing happened. And a few more days, a few more weeks go by. And then I was sitting in the living room and again, empty house, sitting in the living room. And we had a big, huge, like open concept, like the two-story open concept, like the loft style home. And at the top of the stairs, there's a sparkle kind of like glowing. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden my body became paralyzed. And then that sparkle started swirling bigger and bigger and bigger and then opened up a portal and into my living room landed in front of my face, galactic entities. And I just sat there and I wasn't afraid. I was just numb. I was nothing. I was just in wonderment and had a full tilt conversation with them about my purpose, about humanity's purpose, about why we are human, what we're here for. And then they were gone as soon as they came. And when I looked at the clock, it had been two hours and it felt like 20 seconds. So it was the first time that they actually came into my space visually. There's many pictures of me having energy work done on me. And there's tall entities standing around me or angels standing around me. I've had many psychic surgeries from higher energies, um, including galactic and angelic. But this was the first time that like their actual bodies were right there with me. So that left me kind of in a, am I fucking crazy? Which is a normal phase right after the dark night of the soul. You come out of it with so much more wisdom, desire or change, understanding of humanity and yourself. It's hard to go through. It's painful. It's heavy. But you come out of it so unbelievably solid. It's like the dark night of the soul is your deconstruction. Like you get deconstructed and then you start to rebuild yourself the way you want to be built. That journey in itself, the rebuilding can take the rest of your life. Well, I don't think it's ever really over because you're always evolving, but choosing what you're going to let go of, who you're going to let go of, the beliefs you're going to let go of, and the rebuilding of how you want to step into the world happens pretty fast. That piece. So that's like your big turning point. If you can get through the dark night of the soul, babe, you can get through anything. Trust me. After that, the next phase that sort of comes along is conspiracy theories. Going down that rabbit hole, like Pizzagate, uh, like all of the things, all of them from like is the power sources, like free power, like everything from how our world operates and works, our history, um, the resources we use on this planet, how there, there's been other ones out there that are so conducive to the growth and development of earth and that we're just destroying her. Um, government conspiracies, the whole like island, we'll put it at that, like who's gone to the island, all of that stuff starts to like, you go down there out of a hole real hard. It is endless and it is 
like jaw dropping and it makes you really rewrite. Like it brought me when I did that to the awareness of, I don't believe anything. I just think a certain way right now. So this is how I'm thinking right now. And I believe nothing. And you go down and it's like euphoric and exciting and like, holy hell, and you want to share it. And people think you're crazy, but it's an actual phase of the awakening process. After that, you kind of start to come to, okay, what's the fucking point? So here we are. We're going through the motion. Everybody's at their own thing. Everybody's different. Like, okay, it is what it is. And this is the beginning, the onset of embodying the law of divine oneness. So you're beginning to really like conceptualize it. That there is no beginning, there is no end, there is no such thing as death. It is simply a re, um, like you're constantly reforming, you're evolving into something different all the time. So you start to really get into the awareness and that sits in the head. So that's the difference between knowledge and knowing. Knowledge is I understand this and I can regurgitate it. Knowing is the embodiment of it. I had a friend of mine once share the example of a husband and wife can be pregnant and the husband can say, I understand everything there is with pregnancy. This is what to expect in the delivery room and with the new baby and changing diapers and the, the exhaustion. So he has an understanding of it, but he doesn't have a knowing because he didn't grow those toes or those eyes or that human in his body. He didn't birth it. So his knowledge, not knowing. So there's a huge difference between knowing, like having the knowledge of it and then becoming the awareness of it, embodying it. So you start to become the knowledge of oneness and really be able to live that way. And the embodiment happens afterwards. From there, we go into a state of total confusion all over again. You're going to go through a solo phase where you're going to watch family members, friends, people you love. You just grow out of each other's lives. Like as you go in different directions, you don't resonate anymore. So you watch a lot of people leave your life. It's very likely that you'll go through a complete solo phase where you feel isolated. You feel alone. You feel like there's no one to talk to. That solo phase will come and go for the rest of your life. You learn to love it. You learn to appreciate it. You learn to really flourish in those solo phases of what do I need to do for me? But it will always come and go as you continue to evolve from there you're going to go into i don't know a damn fucking thing because every time you think you have it figured out more information hits you and it changes the way you looked at everything previous everything and i still experience that born this way talking with the intergalactic federation from birth from being in the womb having dialogue with them i still at 44 years old or 43, I still will be like, I'll get something that comes in from them, a conversation, and then it changes the way I look at absolutely everything in my world. So it's constant evolution game. But once you get to that space where you're just trusting that and you don't resist it, and you're no longer trying, you're no longer striving, you're no longer forcing you're no longer surviving. You can move into thrive where your bucket is filled with love, with easy. It's so fucking easy. 
Like, oh my God, it's so good. When you move into thrive, everything, you just understand everything is a reflection of you. And if you want something different, you reflect differently and you align with absolute ease, joy, bliss. It's incredible. It's very euphoric way of living. I don't stress about a fucking thing, like nothing. Very rare. The cool part about this is you are still a human. So having said that, if you can get into thrive mode, let's say 80% of the time, and you go into survive mode 20% of the time, it's pretty fucking evolved. Like you've got it figured out. When I first started teaching and I first started supporting people, my motto was, I want to take your worry, your anxiety, your depression, your fears, your I want it so bad. And I want to move it from being days, weeks, months into minutes. And then you're thriving and soaring in everything else. And that is absolutely 100% attainable. That's my jam. That's what I teach. I freaking love it. All right, gang. Hopefully that helps. I'd love your feedback. Like we are on TikTok at diamond.no, N-O, because that is a complete sentence. We are on Instagram and Facebook, both Diamond No. I'd love for you guys to reach out, follow along the fun that we're having. We have a unicorn parade coming up really soon. So stay tuned for details on that and why we do it. It's so great. Um, but follow along our journey, make comments, share your story. If, you, if you've been going through this a little while, I'd love to connect. I'd love to hear from you. And also any thoughts, any ideas that you want talked about, bring them to the table. Let's do it. I love Talking Shift. All right, gang. Until next time, be brave, be bold, and be raw.